0: Hello and welcome back to Multimodal. I'm your host, Bax T. Future. Today I wanted to talk about an article I put up last month in May called GPT3, The End of the Socially Awkward Developer. And I had a question mark at the end of that title. <laughs> so it was technically the end of the Socially Awkward Developer. Uh, I put it up because, uh, you know, this is again one of the more significant ideas I've been thinking about for a few months now. And it is on my Substack, B-A-K-Z-T-Future.substack.com. If you don't know what Substack is, Substack is a newsletter service where you can enter your email and get uh, free free emails from me about stuff I'm thinking about, behind the scenes kind of stuff. A lot of the times I will publish stuff on Substack that I don't even talk about here on the podcast or my YouTube channel. Um, sometimes I feel like i I feel like some things are better written than presented as a video or, you know, me ranting or talking about it on the podcast. And so anyways, I wanted to talk about this article, GPT three, the end of the socially awkward developer. I've been thinking about it for a while, and this is one of the bigger pieces I've released on the Substack in a while, like bigger and more thoughtful. There's a lot more meat to it. I would say. The last big piece I wrote about this size was how to 22 ways. I believe it's called like 22 techniques to build a GPT three startup monopoly. It was something like that, which I published last October. Um, And, you know, that was a really ambitious Substack article. I spent like a few days on it. i had been thinking about it for months. And so this piece, I want to talk about it because it's similar kind of vibe and feel. I think it's novel. Uh, I think it's challenging. I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, and, uh, I think it's just a really interesting idea. So, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. I tweeted, uh, you know, at the earlier, earlier on in May, I tweeted, GPT-3 is so different compared to other kinds of technologies. Sometimes I feel it actually improves your social skills. Um, which is a really interesting thing to say, right? Typically when we think of technology or programming, nerd culture, uh, Typically these things are not good for your social skills, right? <laughs> so why would I why would I say that, right? Like it's so counterintuitive. How can an AI model which is not even real perhaps improve your social skills, right? And so the article is is really long. I I don't think I'll be doing a readout. I encourage you to read it yourself. But I think I'm gonna quickly uh brief through um I think I'll just give you the cliffs notes and the highlights basically here. So Uh, you know, so like, again, so, and of course I I do want to apologize, right? Like this podcast and the article, there are some, some pretty big generalizations about programmers and programmer culture, Mm -hmm. right? And so I will be starting off with the assumption that, you know, programmers are typically socially inept, typically very socially awkward and, uh, if 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 that's too broad maybe I could say like you know maybe we have a higher concentration of socially awkward people in the programming world so I mean there's there's like look I I know it's not everybody I'm not trying to like stereotype but I think it is kind of known right and like even in my experience my I feel like my social skills declined uh from getting more into programming at the, so I started coding when I was 10 and essentially that I think it, it does sort of reduce your social skills. And likewise with using Linux, the more Linux I learned, (laughs) the worse my social skills got, but look like on the whole, I still think my social skills are better than most programmers. I'm just, but that's just because I'm a chatty guy. Like I I don't think I'm like Mr. Popular over here. Right. But anyway, so my social skills are a little bit better, but I've personally felt programming does influence your your social abilities um and also it does have a higher concentration of people uh with some kind of social disorder some kind of something like that um than other industries so uh you know i I asked in the article were programmers always meant to be this way like is it one of those things where socially awkward people are drawn to programming because you can thrive right or does programming actually affect your personality and social skills over time? That's my theory. Like, I just think there's something about the programming trade and discipline that makes you more socially awkward over time. Um, and, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I mentioned programmers, they're still reasonably functional everyday people, they're brilliant, they're some of the highest earners in society, and obviously, too, like, you can get to know them and become friends with them, you know, like, maybe more of their personality will come out, but, like, often they do tend to be very shy, they have difficulty communicating, and they're very dismissive of small talk or casual forms of discussion. Uh, I feel like many of them don't know a single joke. Right. And I, I like, I don't know what it is. Like, is it almost like a flex that you don't know a, a joke? Like you're serious all the time. D- d- I mean, does that make you come off as a better programmer in the eyes of others that you're serious all the time? I don't know. Right. Um, and obviously there are programmers who are very socially healthy people. I'm just talking about a higher concentration of people with, you know, some kind of social ineptitude. Um, I talk about Linux for a bit. <laughs> and how that that affects. And then I, I, I talk about how, you know, we, we tend, we're okay as a society saying some technologies have negative health and mental health effects, right? Like people go on for days about how social media can be bad for your mental health. We're fine saying social media affects your ability to have conversations in real life. It'll make you more enraged. It distorts your view of reality. But, we don't say the same thing about programmer-like things, like a command line script, Python documentation, or Visual Studio Code. I mean, do we have a hard time admitting, or acknowledging, like why do we have a hard time acknowledging that programming may also adversely affect your real life communication skills, right? Why is it some technologies we talk about social effects, and others we don't, right? we can accept that, you know, a lot of disciplines have some effect on your personality and mental health over time. Like, I'm not saying programming is a traumatic thing, like joining the military, but can we agree it'll have some kind of psychological effect on you like other fields might? Um, I mean, before I continue, like, I just want to say as an aside, like, um, uh, programming, like, is is for me, like, like if, if I have d- days where I'm really writing a lot of code, again, this is what I do for a living and the deadlines are up. I have a headache. Right. Um, and I, like, I don't know what it is about code. Like most programmers are not even willing to acknowledge that it, you know, it is very stressful and it, you know, it does make you anxious. And, you know, we don't really talk about mental health in the programming industry, right? Like it is, uh, like too much code all at once, too many sprints with packed deadlines is bad for your health. And burnout is so real amongst programmers compared to like other disciplines, right? There there's just something about it where like we don't even talk about these negative effects of programming and what is the nature about programming. Uh like I mean I, I assume a lot of it is it's so abstracted, it's so in your head, it's so deterministic that um it can it can be very stressful, and I also think there's a lot of bravado going on uh, in the programmer circles where most programmers don't even want to admit or acknowledge that yeah that was really stressful yeah that was really bad for my mental health yeah like I you know uh, this is this is uh, you know I it, like this is bad this is not healthy right and you know I, there is a sense of toughening it out there is a sense of being a 10x programmer and competing. Like, there's all these other reasons why programmers might be the way they are. But starting a dialogue, acknowledging it, like, I have no shame in admitting, like, these kinds of things. That, yeah, that week was bad. I, You know, I'm a tremendous performer. That week was bad, <laughs> right? Um, this is all in my head. And, you know, like, there's, there's limits to, to everyone's abilities and patience and capacity, right? Um, but anyway, so going back to the article like i so i came up with a bunch of reasons why programmers may actually lose their social skills over time so i'll read this list so so one for example spending all day sitting in front of a computer workload spending all day sitting in front of a computer not talking to real people spending all day thinking like a computer spending all day speaking to a computer not in any kind of human language speaking to a computer in very precise deterministic ways Obsessing over really specific hard problems to make computers do what you want. Programming can be really abstract and not grounded in the real world or other people. Only hanging out with other like-minded coders or engineers. Intense passion interests interest around technology. Lack of other hobbies. Being drawn into the field because you lack social skills in the first place. And then I write multiplied by several years or decades of doing so every day for a living. Um, and so these are the characteristics that I'm, that, I, that I'm describing that maybe point to why programming could be inherently detrimental to your human social skills and to some extent your mental health. Now, if, if, if you can agree with me, even if you don't, for the purposes of this podcast, if you can agree with me up to there, let's bring this back to GPT-3 now, right? So we can acknowledge for all these reasons, you know, programming can affect your social skills, affect your mental health. Um, going back to GPT-3, GPT-3 is almost, in my opinion, like the other side of the coin, right? Especially writing prompts uh, with GPT-3 and language models. It is not like traditional programming, and in many ways uh, it's kind of the opposite. So here's the reasons why uh, I think GPT-3 d- will may actually mean the end of developer social awkwardness. Um, so for example, For the most part, GPT-3 developers are speaking in English or their native language and commuting with GPT-3 directly, not in something abstract like Java or Assembly. So most of the time you're having a dialogue, right, with GPT-3. Having a dialogue is inherently good because that's how humans communicate. We don't communicate like how we communicate in programming code. Uh, At the same time, they are speaking in casual English and don't have to communicate in ways as precisely and deterministically as programmers have to. You can ask GPT-3 firmly, politely, or in a funny way to do what you want. Um, I think this flexibility in your communication, this lack of deterministic kinds of communications, is good for mental health, right? I think if you're in a bad mood and you want to communicate to GPT-3 and let it know you're in a bad mood... It'll understand, and that's more of a human-like way of communicating as compared to a computer. Maybe one of the reasons programming is so frustrating is the computer has no regard for your emotions or your abilities or anything. It is always the same cold kind of computer. And maybe that makes it more stressful of an experience. That's just my opinion. GPT3 is also really flexible. You can make typos and often it still understands what you mean. On the other hand, try missing a semicolon in a programming language and watch it freak out and not let your program start. I mean this is also really important. I just I, I think maybe one of the reasons programming may be bad for your mental health um, is, is simply because it's just so deterministic. like it, you need to be so you need to be so alert and deterministic about everything, semicolon must go here, I must put the brackets, the indents must be this way, Um, there's just so many details that you, you need to be very precise about, and a lot of programming bugs are caused by where you even lose the slightest amount of precision or determinism or deterministic kind of uh perspective where you where you don't think through if if this happens what will happen to the user where will this go how will this part of the application affect the other parts of the application if you get sidetracked even the slightest as a programmer uh you miss a lot of big details and you ship bad code right and i just i personally think often the deterministic nature of programming is very painful it can be very painful at times to have to spoon feed and think through everything for a computer and hand it off it's painful mentally, it's, uh, like, and I think maybe that's one of the causes of that, you know, the mental health kinds of social ineptitude that I'm talking about. GPT-3 is friendly. You can joke around with it, have a conversation with it, and sometimes it even gives you a snarky response. That's awesome. Prompt design is a lot easier to learn. I would argue GPT-3 needs less than a few minutes of formal training or education before you can start interacting with it meaningfully. Programming can take years of painful, dry learning to become proficient. Uh, th- this is a good point. Like I-, I, I, remember, you know, I started coding when I was 10, uh, backend code particularly, uh, was very painful to learn at a young age. It is so dry. It is so boring and you need to like really focus on patience and you need to avoid other things like perhaps hanging out with your friends, um, to, in order to have that discipline necessary to learn backend code right? And maybe there is something to programming dryness, like how dry it can be, especially when you're first learning. Maybe there is something to how long it takes. Maybe there's something to that learning curve, that that learning curve is so steep and bad for your health, right? And effectively, the learning curve is learning to think like a computer, right? And that part is is really painful, right? Uh, it, it really is. I think it changes you, right? Um, it's just a lot easier to make GPT-3 do what you want. It may be able to do it out of the box, require a slight tweak in to the text in your prompt, or you just need one or two training examples, but your program will be ready to go. Computer programming is not at all like this, absolutely. Prompt design takes a lot less time than writing a basic computer program. You can quickly test out ideas inside of GPT-3 Playground and have your have your program ready fairly quickly. This is exciting because it means you can spend less time staring at your computer and maybe go out and hang and socialize with more friends. (laughs) Awesome. GPT-3 has knowledge on various worldly topics and can argue from multiple perspectives, even with multiple tones, pretending to be different people. Prompt design requires cleverness, but not necessarily the intense form of abstract problem-solving programming requires. In fact, I would argue prompt design is more about creative writing skills than traditional engineering like problem solving. Um, great. Uh, Prompt design doesn't require you to think from the perspective of a cold, heartless computer like programming does. Uh, It may make you speculate sometimes on how the AI model could have generated an incorrect output, but I still believe this is completely different from the lower levels of computing programmers have to think through. Uh, I think GPT-3 prompt troubleshooting is more dynamic and, empath- and is a more dynamic and empathetic process than a one-sided computer-to-human interaction that programmers go through daily. So, this point I-, I think is important to explain. So, when you're troubleshooting a prompt, you're looking at the training examples and trying to like empathize with the AI model and try to understand wh- where could it have got confused to act this way. What have I given it that could make it? Uh, you know that that could help it not understand where i'm coming from in a way it's almost like talking to somebody much younger than you like you just you want to empathize with them what did i say in the past to get them to maybe say this now and and where could i tweak the examples i'm giving to uh um help them understand the right kind of output or behavior that you're looking for and I think it's inherently more empathetic, the process of that, as opposed to traditional programming, where uh, you just have to think through so much, like the syntax stuff, okay, like you have to think through that, whatever, but even some of the logic kind of stuff, you have to think through all the possibilities and how that got you here. That is not necessarily an empathetic process, or at least it's not empathetic in the way it might help you in the real world, like in your social skills. Like, again, empathizing to how a computer thinks is not really helpful to your social skills, whereas I think empathizing towards an AI model, like that kind of empathy, like with prompts, is more applicable to the real world uh, and a lot more straightforward. Uh, Anyway, so I end by basically saying, like, Uh, My argument here is that GPT-3 prompt design does not have the same inherent flaws which I believe cause social ineptitude amongst traditional programmers over time. Yes, prompt design is only half the picture, the other half is actually integrating the prompt OpenAI API into your tech product, where you would have to use traditional programming skills, but I still think this drastic reduction in even half the workload could still be tremendously valuable to the social lifestyles of programmers. Regardless, if this turns out to be true, the implications of this phenomenon could be vast. Taking this idea further, can we imagine a new class of programmer with better social skills? I can imagine this group to be more diverse, broader, and more drawn to creativity and imagination in general, as opposed to hard, specific, abstract problems. Um, uh, I can also imagine them to be more interdisciplinary and empathetic. Empathy, especially, is something people often criticize Silicon Valley anyways for lacking. Maybe it's because of programming. Uh, At the same time, if we can agree in some way that programming could negatively impact your mental health, GPT-3 is actually an exciting technological approach to creating new kinds of computer programs. It could be something healthier for humans and less demanding of our mental capacity and abilities. Anyways, and then, uh, yeah, I got some interesting comments. So, uh, as the last vegan on the Substack post wrote, after spending a month with GPT-3, someone told me I sounded like a 20-year-old. Um, look, this is a really important idea as well. Uh, I, look, I, I talk about this, but like, like the cool thing about GPT-3 is honestly, you, you can use it at any age, young, old, uh, any background any discipline any ability any part of the world wherever you're from gpt3 you can you can use like you can you can talk to it you can have it do stuff for you you can do it you can get it to work in your in your native language um and it, it does not require technical skills in order to use i think anybody can use it out of the box from the playground um and that's one of the exciting things definitely about it but <clears throat> anyway so back to the substack post like um, I, I am interested in feedback. I mean, look, I, I know I did make a lot of, I did jump to a lot of conclusions in the piece, but, but I think, I think the important idea is, I think a lot of the characteristics of programming of the past that could have been bad for your mental health and social skills. I think GPT-3 does not share. I think it doesn't share. And I, I'm really excited that if it doesn't end up sharing these things, um, over that pro, So, you know, becoming a programmer and losing your social skills, I'm arguing, is a transformation over time as a result of many years of this kind of work. Uh, the thing I'm excited about is if this turns out to be true, GPT-3, prompt designers, prompt engineers, whatever, over time, what will they be like, right? And I don't think social awkwardness is one of those things, right? I think, like I, I said in the post, like, you know... Um, I think they'll be more creative and more diverse. Like I almost compared it to like in the post, I compared it to writer's rooms, like the Simpsons or Saturday night live, like something like that kind of culture. Um, a couple of people hanging out in a room, riffing, um, putting stuff out there. Um, and that is a, you know, a completely different kind of person as compared to programmers. Now, don't get me wrong. Writers are still themselves. <laughs> Like socially awkward in all these ways, but I, I I do imagine a future where there's less social awkwardness, there's more empathy, and there's more creativity. And I think the, the the bigger thing is it's less about looking at the world from a computer's perspective, and people are paid a lot of money because they have the patience and the ability to do that. Um, I think it will actually be more about you know computers can do these things for 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 everyone. But what were you able to uh, get them to do in a really creative way what were you able to how were you able to leverage them Um, and what are some ways that we could bring you on board to help us leverage how we use computers and computer systems and it will still be about solving problems in many ways but also i think the mark of a true prompt designer prompt engineer is their is their creative craft when it comes to writing prompts, I think they're more like writers and their creativity and imaginative skills uh, than specifically their ability to problem solve abstract, really specific, you know, problems within systems. Um, and of course, I'm not bashing programmers. Again, like just to give you context, maybe a little, maybe it's a little late. I apologize. I am a programmer for that's what I do for a living, right? Uh, you know, I I I've been coding since I was ten. I, I do enjoy programming uh sometimes I hate it but I enjoy it for the most part i'd say 90 95 percent of the time maybe closer to 98 if I'm being honest but like i you know I, I am interested in the future and i am excited about the idea about the future not having the same flaws and problems of the past right like it, it is it is interesting like every programming language up to this point perpetuates the same cycle, right? Is you know, it's it's an unhealthy cycle. It's bad for your mental health. We have not had like this kind of a breakthrough in so long. And I'm excited that we don't perpetuate this lack of empathy, lack of social awkwardness. Uh, I'm excited that maybe, maybe this is a real turning point And this next generation of programmers, which I believe will will be leveraging AI language models, maybe more trained on code, uh, i'm excited that they may be different and that you know i hope that they're they don't lose their social skills i hope they don't lose their empathetic abilities and i hope they um have it better <laughs> to be honest than, than we did and by the way like i'm not like an og programmer right like i wasn't around during basic <laughs> or something like that like i wasn't i wasn't the original you know kernel guru for like dos or something but like like Programming has gotten easier for programmers, for sure, between Assembly and today, which is like iCode and Vue.js, for example, which is a front-end JavaScript. It has gotten easier, but like I'm saying, I'm excited for things to change in really fundamental ways. And I'm excited for the next generation of programmers to, to even have these social and mental health advantages that we sort of had to compromise on in order to make great technology. And so... Anyways, uh, that that's the end. I encourage you to check out the post. I'm, I'm still monitoring the comments. Again, the post is called GPT-3, the end of the socially awkward developer. It's one of my bigger posts in the last year or so. You can check it out at backsteffuture.substack.com. And I'm interested in reading your thoughts below in the YouTube comments. Uh, what, did, what did you think? Am I wrong? What ways am I exaggerating, simplifying, jumping too much to conclusions? What has been your experience? Um, socially with gpt3 as well as your mental health um and uh anyway so that's the end of today's podcast uh we're on apple podcast spotify google podcast stitcher everywhere please leave a review on the itunes store about the multimodal podcast by Baxter future if you're enjoying it uh I already gave you the URL for the Substack newsletter I run. You can check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash Future. And I also want to give a plug to just a fun subreddit community I run on Reddit. It's reddit.com r slash multimodal. I encourage you to join and become a member. It's just a fun, cool place to hang out, share cool research, share articles about multimodal models, share cool art. Um, and I'm enjoying seeing the community grow over there. Anyways, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.